0: try to match the note of the guitar in the intro and sometimes I get it right. I guess we'll see. Welcome to Outer Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for our fifth episode of the year. Not bad.
1: We're making it.
0: We probably had our best episode of the year though. The parent cast is the one that I think we're going to remember for forever.
1: The year is not over yet.
0: It's not, isn't it? Are you sure? Um, So we are your hosts. I'm Colton.
1: And I'm Cassie.
0: And we're here today to talk about the current state of Disney movies and franchises. Namely, they super popular ones like Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars, and I guess you just call it Disney Studios. Is that what you call it for the remakes?
1: I think they have a lot of different studios that work together for them, but that's what we'll call it because we don't actually know. We yeah. just have a lot of opinions. We don't have a ton of facts on this one.
0: Yeah, and uh, we are not experts. So share your opinions at outdoor Experience Podcast at gmail.com or so help me, I will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll just have to listen to our opinions and you won't get to say anything back.
0: Yeah. So what motivated this podcast for me was this year's recent box office uh, numbers were really kind of devastating for Disney as far as what they've let th- what their previous track record had been. And it, it was just interesting and I was kind of curious as to why I haven't felt really much of a draw to go to Disney stuff. I mean they're not even making there's no Star Wars movies this year. But I mean they lost like a quarter of a billion dollars on the Marvels. Really? Yes. That Wish movie, which we haven't seen yet, is projected to lose over 200000 Whoa. Yeah, they put a lot of money in that one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny lost over 200000 I didn't even know that an Indiana know, Jones movie came out. I was out. just going to say, that was a movie that everyone <laughs> forgot about, and I forgot about it, and it was on Disney Plus When did recently, it come out? This year. <laughs> like, like springtime. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I kind of want to watch it, because I like Indiana Jones. Do you? Jones. I
1: just don't even care
0: yeah, well, that's part of the issue, right? Yeah. Because I feel that there's a lot of rehashing similar ideas that just aren't as exciting. And so that's what I th- I thought would be kind of fun to talk about um, because each of the three properties that we'll be diving into kind of have their own unique, I guess, issue. But at the same time, it, they're similar.
1: They all, they, you know, make a little Venn diagram and there's plenty of things that overlap. There might be some... Yeah. Unique issues for each one.
0: Yeah. And so we're kind of taking the driver's seat and... Basically asking ourselves a question, if we were in charge, what would we do to fix it? So,
1: Since, you know, we know everything and we we'll be able to solve geniuses. all the problems. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's start out by what problems we have currently with some of these properties. Wait, do you want to tackle, let's do Disney's stuff. I think we, we had a podcast and you can kind of go back and look at the Disney Remakes podcast that we did. Because we did one with Mulan and we did one with a few others. And just talking about the current state of that. But what are some issues... That you've had with the Disney remakes and the slate of remakes that they've been rolling out these past few years.
1: So the past few years are the biggest problem. I think they started really well with some of the retellings or remakes or new stories based on current fran like movie franchises or movie genres, um, with like the movie Alice in Wonderland by Tim Burton. I think that was an actually good. That was more of storytelling. Yeah, it, was it more wasn't of like a, a remake. Blank check yeah, him, right? it was like, here. Go ahead, do your thing, Tim. We know we know you can do this.
0: You kind of get that with Tim Burton, yes. which is really respectable.
1: Which is great and he does a great job and he puts everything into it and you can tell that it's well written, it's well produced, it's well directed.
0: Stylized. Yes, uh,
1: very stylized and and they're entertaining.
0: Very. Yeah. And then
1: the other one that I thought of that did a good job was Maleficent. And then um they kind of went, I don't know, Cinderella was good and I really enjoyed Cinderella and I think they put some good elements in there and then after that it felt like they relied on CGI and the old story mm-hmm. and instead of realizing that the old story fit as a cartoon or what it was, they, they just kept the old story like it was and then very lazily made these Disney movies that were a flop. The remakes? Over and over and over again. Yeah, I was disappointed every time.
0: Yeah, there were certain elements of uh, su- yeah, not all of them. I think I there's a that. few okay ones and there's some great ones in my opinion. I think Cinderella is a great one. I think the Jungle Aladdin Book is actually was
1: good. One. You liked Jungle Book?
0: I did. I still do. oh And that that you know, it's it's just one of the few that I really enjoy. Aladdin, I liked. Yeah, Aladdin was that good. One. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of the other ones. I think this is my biggest problem with these ones in particular is they feel very inauthentic it feels like they're made by a a like a production crew like and what i mean by that is like producers of disney yeah they're like hey our focus is money know that this will get a return of this much so we need these story elements in it if you can throw this in because this is kind of topical right now that'd be great and don't worry check about check this
1: box Check this box. and don't
0: worry about making it look different make it look exactly like all the other ones we've done because we don't need to have any other like fingerprints on here it's it, the story is already a classic people will go to see just the classic right and I think that was kind of like what you're saying we're just like they're remaking it um and in that way it's just so lazy it's just a bummer because their source material that they're drawing from is so classic and is so long lasting where it's like you know m- most of these stories are hundreds if not thousands of years old and they're just retelling them again it's not that the animators were trying to what's the word i'm looking for they, they took a classic story let's say one like snow white and they interpreted it their way, which was that classic animation style. And the, the, I mean, that was one we just watched. I watched recently with Natalie. Yeah. And Snow White's a masterpiece. It <laughs> is. And it still is really good, even though it's almost 100 years old. Yeah. And it feels like the, the cartoonists at that time and the animators at that time had a great sense of, I guess, the why of the story. And what I mean by that yeah. is like why, Why is this interesting? What is the passion behind telling a story like Snow White? Because I like, I got like a lot more out of it. I feel like it's like a great coming of age story. It's a great, you know. I'll go into some other stuff we talked about. Oh yeah, I don't really want to talk. (laughs) I had some interesting interpretations of Snow White. It was really good, though. (laughs) I thought it was good, but
1: (laughs) for another day. Here's
0: like what I'll say, and like uh, the reason I bring that one up is because I want to highlight. Just some of the more beautiful details that they include in that one. There's the iconic scene of the queen making the poison apple. And the whole cartoon, you're introduced to this queen who is vain and who is just lost in this cycle of needing to be the fairest of them all, right? And then you have this haunting scene where she, like, descends into this lair and is making this potion. And, like, right before she drinks it, she looks at her reflection in that goblet and there's like this, this beautiful music of that like high the high strings. That's like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. like, Now begin my spirit. like. It is such a masterfully constructed, illustrated, and performed scene that it haunts you in a way. Like that music was like I just it, I can't help but think of like my childhood and thinking of like the Halloween. Uh, clips that Disney used to show on the Disney channel where it was like here's some creepy clips from our old cartoons yes. and it's just because like it, it really brings that like tone and it's just all it's the elements are coming telling. together to yeah create a story and, and they don't do that anymore? No. Now, other aside from a few moments, which I do give them credit for, because there are some moments in those that work real every well. Every once in a
1: while, I think every once in a while the artists in charge of these, not not the other whoever, not the producers, not I guess. the producers. They could they could not care not less. Scrooge is that the McDuck, right way to the one who's so, in charge? Yes. Of is that this? the right way to say it? I always say it wrong. Um, but I think every once in a while the actual artists in charge, they they really want it to be more, right? And so then we see those moments and we see those wonderful things that it could, this whole movie could be this way.
0: Mm -hmm. But no. And it's really weird that sometimes they get away with more. So there's one that came out this year. It was the Peter Pan remake that was called Peter Pan and Wendy, which I think is probably the most middle of the road movie I've ever seen because (laughs) there's moments that are phenomenal. And there's moments that I'm like, this is clearly Disney letting the director be like, here's my interpretation of this story. Here's the themes that I'm picking up on it, but I'm going to retell it. As Like there's there's some creative liberties taken in the story that are not consistent with the cartoon, not the book. But it's really cool and refreshing. Yeah. But then they do this other stuff to backtrack a lot of it and to be like, but also like, we have like this silly message about how, like Peter Pan, the original, We're was kind of sexist boxes. sometimes. We're checking like, off what boxes are we again. I didn't yes. think that, and no one else thought that. Like Maybe they did somewhere,
1: but it felt like they're just, they're just throwing it in there. It feels like a producer's note,
0: something. right? There's yes. one random line, and this is the one I'm thinking of, so I, I'm not trying to be like, I was up in arms about it, but like, Wendy starts flying when she jumps off of the, she jumps off of the plank, and before she jumps, or no, no after she jumps off the plank, she starts flying, and like they said, "Oh, you have the boy's power." And then she goes, "This power belongs to no boy." And then the <laughs> movie keeps going, and it's just—it's a weird part. Um, just because I feel like it's the producers trying to be like, "The we disagree with the original movie because Peter Pan was a boy and he should have been a girl." Or it I I don't know it maybe it isn't doing anything, but it's a weird thing to include in a story that isn't about that. Yeah. Like Wendy's awesome in that movie, but they just had that moment where it's like we have to point out. I I don't know. For me, it just feels like they're trying to be like, hey, hey, you know what?
1: Shoehorning in. No, that that's something that I have a huge issue with in a lot of it is that. Every time a new Disney animation, whatever, something, whatever we call it, Disney Studio movie comes out, there's something controversial online.
0: Yeah. And part of it,
1: everything's politicized, but part of it, I also feel like it's something that they're trying to do to get more views that they're like, Oh, let's do this. And then we're going to leak it on purpose. And everyone's going to be up in arms because there's this side against this side, but then hopefully that'll mean that we have more views. And it just makes it like, like it's stirring the pot of division instead of unifying and actually teaching in a like a really great way. Cause I feel like there are movies that actually teach, um, or there are Disney movies that actually teach a lot of these ideas and philosophies and whatever in a really well thought out, well told story that makes you really understand and see new perspectives. Whereas these ones are just like, see, we put it in there. We did it. We checked that box for you. You feel better now, right? Pat on the back.
0: So, yeah, I think what you're describing is like art versus a production studio. And, yes. that, and that's why I think that that's these things seems do to feel be like. In charge. Yeah, it feels like it's made on like a conveyor belt of this needs to be in, this needs to be in, instead of like just telling a good story first and letting that be a part of the story, right? Yeah. Um, so, those are some of the problems we have with the Disney side of it. Um, any other problems you wanted to? talk about or do you want to go into some solutions that we would do if we were in charge of these moving forward?
1: I think... I think most people know the problems, right? Yeah. I think we've d- dove into like some of our big I think problems. So too. I don't think there's any that I really have that no. I'm like, oh, this also really bothers me.
0: I think it, they look ugly. Yes. I think that the cinematography is bad. Yeah. Um, there's a few. And
1: they and they and they do. Things they're mu- like
0: They're gray. I don't know why they they look g- like the Marvel movies where they're gray and not colorful.
1: Yes, and then they also do things where they auto-tune the singing. Oh I don't yeah. know why they did that in.
0: They it's, and it's a ton of CGI.
1: Yes, so much. Yeah. Too much. It's lazy. Too much. Yeah. It's so lazy.
0: Yeah. And it makes I it know, feel, but, but it but almost it isn't it lazy
1: because, because it probably costs more money to CGI it rather than just take it the first time. Probably. Like, take it and really do as many takes as you can to get the right shot.
0: I have no idea. I probably. don't know either. But Who yeah, knows? Considering the fact that they do... like, There's that one sweeping scene of Belle from the remade Beauty and the Beast where she's on top of the mountain singing the initial song. And you go around and like you're looking at this landscape. You're like, I know there's like none of this is real, <laughs> and it's so, so it's really distracting. <laughs> like, yes, where it's like the sound of music is like an iconic, beautiful part where she's singing in the actual like mountains. Yes, you know? and it's like it could have done something like yes. that, you know, or like something, something smaller scale. But and and to Disney's credit, I think part of that is I mean they have some of the most talented animators and creators that are working on stuff like that that i assume they're trying to push it forward oh yeah but it's just when it when it's in everything it's really distracting and it's not as for me it's not I'm as like fresh of a no yeah it's just not a fresh look aesthetic i guess no is the word, but, um, i don't
1: think they'll age well either Oh, as technology not. progresses, I can't think of anyone who would rewatch well.
0: one of the live-action ones over a cartoon.
1: I don't even rewatch. I don't even make it through most of them anymore because I'm just so annoyed by everything. They're
0: good background, yeah. I guess they're good as far I as like if you're not paying attention at all. They're they're perfectly they're nostalgic inoffensive, enough. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, perfectly inoffensive. Yeah, yeah,
0: there's nothing that you're like. I feel like I have to pay attention here. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I have a few ideas that i thought we could fix it with so my first one would be to i mean and this is going to be basic some of this stuff is going to be real basic but it's just to approach it of a more of a blank check like passion project type of mentality and what i mean by that is there should be directors or crews that have a reason for wanting to tell this Instead of being assigned to tell it, and again, Fight I know it. that there's, I know that there's stuff on the back end of like, oh, I've been wanting to, you know, tell this story and of Peach Sir- Dragon my whole life, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like Please. it doesn't feel like that because oh, yeah, there that are was still, yeah, that was one, yeah, and it was horrible, and it was actually a really good director who made it, but it's like a, a really mediocre movie. I forgot they it's did It's fine. That. that one's actually not. Was as bad. it not bad? It's not good, but like you don't remember it, so that's I how don't. Good I it didn't is, even remember know? it. Yeah, <laughs> but like. My idea, and this is kind of my big swing idea, is like you televise Disney on Disney Plus makes a show that's called the next, let's say the next Snow White or the next Little Mermaid. And what they do is they have a competition where the contestants make a short film of one of those movies and they're like, here's my Snow White take. Oh, I like it. And it's just like a five-minute or ten-minute thing. It's
1: like a it's like (laughs) a movie festival for the remakes. For that,
0: yeah, and like whoever wins gets it, and then you run with it. Well, with help, because
1: sometimes they win. They can make a short film, but they can't make a long film. You get
0: the budget. You get like the stuff. Yeah, we'll give
1: you creative power. Yeah. Not full. Like we'll give you most of the creative power, and then we'll
0: help you out. Yep. And like that's the thing, and like um, in talking about any of those issues the movies are just missing that heart or the passion behind it right and so I think if there's a way that they can recapture that um then that's what they should do and I feel like a merit-based competition would be fun and also just like you'd get people who are like I'm dying to be a director one day and this movie is great and so give me a chance um the other one is just retell the entire story. Um, you keep the themes consistent, but this makes me think of like Shakespeare. Like yeah. how many times has someone told a Romeo and Juliet well, story?
1: Is there a better movie than She's the Man? No, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's a or that's Sally White. retelling.
0: What's a Sydney White? Or Sydney. All right, sorry, we've got some audio issues. So now we're switching computers, computers, computers. Mine's twelve years old, um, but. My other idea for fixing these issues and the uh, Disney remakes is retelling the stories, but with whatever kind of setting you want to change it to. So I know that the theme of this right now is let's make it just like the cartoon, only live action. But I think about like Shakespeare remakes. I think of, you know,
1: I I personally
0: love She's the Man yeah and sydney white wealth night (laughs) you know or sydney white which is snow white there we go it's a good example yeah but more of just like getting away and i know that they're going to finish up i think snow white's our last one and then i just think moving forward if they're going to revisit these types of stories just be like all right we're going to do like this futuristic pinocchio you know or something else like that if they're gonna do it
1: like treasure island or what's the space
0: what we were just talking treasure planet
1: treasure planet yeah yeah where they're taking all these old stories but they're retelling them in a different way
0: the heart can be the same the setting can be different give us something give us the same thing but different right yes I mean, because every story is based off and derived from those stories anyway not those ones exactly but a lot of those old ones that we tell over and over um but i just think it could be interesting and i think it would be fun to allow that creative input
1: it would put yeah it would put the creativity back into it yeah, my other thought was most of these come from just like we've talked about. They come from stories that are ages old Yeah, and they come from a history and a culture, for example, or just a simple example is beauty and the beast comes from France. And I feel like the beauty and the beast movie. And this was part of, like the quote unquote problems from the cartoons in the past is that they didn't explore culture in the correct way. Mm. And so, if they actually really dove into the French culture and they actually really made it way more about France and that era and that setting and really dove into it in a different way that taught us more about that um, in the. And trust in your audience to do it
0: full on. Yes. Right? Yes. And like really do hints, your research.
1: Oh, it's barely there. They'll have a couple songs yeah, that mom have mom French get like words. Sick
0: from something which yeah yeah use, so no
1: and that and that was good and that was definitely like linked mm-hmm. to it one of the better parts yes it was it really was and I think they really tried to go somewhere with that so mm-hmm. really go into it make it something that's way more creative or way more researched and I think it would be, and be so much better and trust your audience yes it, yeah.
0: yes because the audience is showing that that's what they, they want. want yeah challenge them a bit
1: yeah
0: awesome any other takes that you would uh
1: that was my only thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basic, but you know, basically, I think we're just don't do let the something more than
1: nothing, please. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to know exactly anything. what's gonna be, what yes. the movie's gonna be. <laughs> yeah.
1: I already know the story, and uh, do something more than just throwing a song in there, a new song. I think there are certain ones that were way more entertaining. So I'm not bashing on all of it, but I do feel like, as a whole, if we were to take the entire remake genre, it would really be. Um,
0: garbage they shouldn't all feel the same too and they all no. feel the same I think again like when they talk about the cinematography the color grading the directing is all very minimal and all like kind of like grayish for some reason because I think it makes it feel more grounded and real I just don't because love Because they use that. so
1: much computer effects.
0: But do the Tim Burton thing. Be like, yeah. all right, if you're going to take a swing, you take a swing, man. You go that for movie it, Tim. is not like the cartoon. Yeah. And, you know.
1: Well, and it is it is a different story. It's her going back to, n- to Wonderland and not realizing that she was in there before. So mm. it is a different story. So that's part of It's like, that's okay, though. I'm okay with that. I'd rather have it be a spin off in that way than just a nothing story. Yep. Because those stories that they have, they're almost taking in, like... Spitting on them, not really, but like we're not even gonna try. We're not even going to really like do this the justice it deserves because you've loved this for so many decades. It's been something you've like watched throughout childhood, and and we're just gonna kind of here you go.
0: Yep, they honor them with their lips, but their hearts are far from them. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of what it is, though, right? Yeah, yes. But I mean, like I think Mulan's a classic example where it's like, well. We're going to completely do this differently, but in a way that is so much worse for the character as far as giving her like the superpower Chi thing, which I'm like, it's just weird. Like some of the creative swings because they do take them sometimes, but they're in my experience, like not m- super
1: well fleshed out. Yeah, I feel what like not it was, more what was so
0: cool about the original. Yeah. Right. Like the cool thing was that she didn't have superpowers back then is that she was really smart and. Was not gonna say no, you know? Whereas yeah. this one is just like, she's a superhero and she just had to be a superhero and she wins. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. All right. Uh, Marvel or Star Wars next? <laughs> you pick Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so, my current issues with Marvel. Um, well, I've had these issues for a while. So, here's my take on Marvel it's fine. And I think the Avengers movies, especially Infinity War and Endgame, are great. I think that most of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are good. I actually didn't really like the newest one. Um, But I really enjoyed those. I think they have phenomenal characters, great ensemble. And again, I think that they ended them so well with Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, So that's my problem with the MCU is it feels done. It feels like they're done. Um, yeah, they're t-
1: still trying to turn things out.
0: Yeah, and before that, because I wanted to approach this not just like the current state, because it's so easy to be like, well, the Marvels, the movie that's out right now, was a historic flop for the MCU, so now there's a problem. But I think these problems predated that movie and predated the Avengers. Th- it, it gets repetitive. It's the same kind of story. It's a very similar formula. They're all building up to something. Some of them so blatantly became commercials for the next movie that it got really kind of like felt like a chore. And with the inclusion of Disney plus shows now, it feels almost worse where it's like required viewing before a movie. Um, So that's a big problem I've had with it. And then another huge problem I have with the MCU, and this is my final one, is that death does not matter. Mm. Um, I thought, and I'm thinking and hoping that Endgame changed that because I thought they were really creative in having Thanos win, but then instead of just erasing it like I anticipated them doing in the movie Endgame, they had this consequence of five years erased for the people who were snapped away. Yeah. I won't get into my solutions yet, but I think that's kind of the thing you play around with to figure it out. But those are my problems with the MCU currently.
1: And and I jumped off the Marvel train pretty quickly. I feel like I... Got. R- I do not like when a story doesn't have... Or uh, when a story is left with loose ends and is literally just a commercial. And I feel like that started happening pretty early on. And that really bothered so me. So the other 30 movies yes. of the 33. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I jumped off that train pretty quickly. So I feel... I'm, I'm not an excellent judge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies um, and how they've jumped off the train because I haven't really been following them for a long time but <laughs> I will say <laughs> make different movies
0: <laughs> just stop that's right. idea could you do romantic comedies <laughs> or maybe uh, yeah. maybe some murder mysteries maybe
1: you guys could mix it up with some Hallmark type movies in there <laughs> I, not a
0: bad idea <laughs>
1: no, no I'm joking here are my things though that I feel like they do a lot of is they do telling versus showing which is like writing mistakes 101 um the like major mistakes of a ricky writer for example like saying bella swan was melancholy versus bella swan attempted to drown her emotions in a shower hotter than jacob's burning skin there's telling versus showing Are those the real lines no oh, I, was, so that's <laughs> I just pretty made good. those up <laughs> girl you can but write but that's what they but that's what they don't do is they use their um uh, what is it called when the characters are talking to their each other? Superpowers? No. What is it called when the characters are talking? <laughs> dialogue. <to> th- dialogue. <laughs> Thank you. What are the words? Oh, yeah. What is that? <laughs> a fork. <laughs> um, they use their dialogue to tell the story, and it's so silly. Instead of showing us, because you're a movie, you have to show us these things, right? Yeah. And then they really rely on action sequences instead of really developing characters and developing their story. Well, there's a
0: problem with their action sequences too that goes with that showing, don't telling, is I have no idea how much something is supposed to hurt. No. Because they don't have any grounded stakes in when powers are used. So when yeah. someone gets hit by a giant laser beam and they just walk it off, I'm like, I don't think we're in trouble here. It's
1: not really that threatening.
0: So that's fair. Keep going. Yeah,
1: And then the other thing, um, and this is just like... The same type of idea is that the writing just has become so lazy that there's no backstories. There's no like the villains, for example, are very they're they're evil and they they die easily. And that's it. That's their only story. (laughs) You know, they have no backstory. You don't feel compelled. punch them really hard. Yeah. You got to punch them really, really hard four times and then they die. But, but they almost kill the main character, but they don't die anyway. It's just not. There's no. I don't. I don't root for it because sometimes you really enjoy a movie when you kind of almost root for the villain, right? Like, I want some of those more developed or like, I'm actually yeah. scared of this villain because they actually seem like they're unhinged, like the Joker. Um, and then the same things with the other ones are just the like the constant need to check boxes by throwing in underrepresented characters, but they don't develop these characters at all. No. They just throw them in. And they don't don't direct them in a way that's, like, it seems as though the director's like, you're the woman in here who needs to be a woman checking off this box, so I'm not going to actually direct you because that's your only box you're checking. Yeah. So if your acting sucks, who cares? And then they use that as a crutch afterwards Mm -hmm. of like, you hated this because we had a woman as this character.
0: Yeah. I don't, I almost wonder if they do that on purpose and it's a really unfortunate thing. And I do think it just ties back into like the creative inputs of, of the people making the movie. Yeah. it does feel like we have to check these boxes and like, there's a way to do it. Like there's um, a popular Game of Thrones series called House of the Dragon, which I haven't seen, but I've heard good reviews about and someone actually talked about this on um, like one of the main characters in the book that that's derived from is is white in the book but the character that's in this new HBO show is black and they don't bring any attention to it they said like the actor is just a phenomenal guy and they're like this is a great like Example. a way to do it yes. right where it's like they're they're not doing it for for no reason at all they're just Oh, it, they're not doing it because...
1: Because they because they want to... It just feels like they're just patting people right. on the back.
0: Yeah. It's just a good character, right? Yeah. And so I think that there's a level of confidence that's missing when it does feel like it's a checked box instead yes. of this is the character and we're confident in what, how we've written this character. We're going to give them real life struggles and we're going to make them compelling instead of, well... This is our girl character, and she's stronger than everybody. Like Captain and Marvel, that movie is a rough one for me to watch. And not because Brie Larson's a bad actress. She's actually a phenomenal actress, but it's one of those things where it's like,
1: Not well directed. What are we
0: doing here? And why, like, is her big struggle that she's fallen down sometimes? Because they have this whole montage of her standing back up after literally just falling. Like, it's <laughs> not like anything that she ever did. And some of the most interesting characters make mistakes. Yes. And those mistakes have real consequences and they grow from that consequence. Yes. And it, it's something that like I feel a lot of shows on the Disney side don't get um, other than Andor. And we'll talk about that. Later.
1: Yes. Yes. No. Andor
0: <laughs> hit it out of the park. Yeah. So so those are some of our MCU problems. What are some of your MCU solutions? Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. Um, (laughs) Just be done.
1: (laughs) You've done it. You failed. That's one. Be done. (laughs) Let it sit for a little bit. You're done. No, I, I, I. Again, I'm not an excellent judge of this universe. Um, I didn't ever read comic books or anything like that, so I think that there's a lot to be said also about like they have a lot of source material, and they continue to have source material because there are comic books and comic characters that are unending. So dive into some of those other characters instead of, and make compelling stories for them um, or use the source material you already have and then do a little bit more with it and actually make it good, m- like a good movie instead of doing things like she Hulk.
0: Yeah. I didn't even watch that one. No, we watched the first 20 minutes. I turned it off. So
1: silly. Like yeah. don't, don't take those characters and if you've already done it one way, let it be that way. Yeah. Don't
0: create she hulk. Or just like yeah. So yeah. silly. That was a weird one.
1: Anyway, but I think I think there's a lot more to be done of just like actually taking your time and stop being lazy. I think that's my solution. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, I think you nailed it. That's that's what I would say too. Um my solutions that yeah, take time, let it breathe for the next one because we jump so quickly into the King um, dynasty buildup, which is the next one. I actually really like the actor on screen, Jonathan Majors. He's great, but I know he's in some legal issues right now. So who knows if they actually even end up doing the King stuff? Um, and when I say legal stuff, like he <laughs> might yeah, be he guilty issues. of some bad yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my thoughts would be to steer into the. I hate how they call it the blip, but steer into the aftermath of Thanos' snap and reconstruct your universe on that. Um, they are doing that, but they're basically their take on the aftermath is to get into the multiverse thing. I don't find multiverse stuff very interesting, except for everything everywhere at once, because... That movie was basically talking about the overwhelming nature of like knowing too much, right? (laughs) Yes. Kind of dealing with your place in the universe if the universe is immensely vast and you don't know everything, right? Um, And I love that movie for that. But I think that if Marvel was able to ground itself a little bit more and play with the consequences of a Thanos-like snap occurring... Then it could be interesting, but I was really disappointed and I think it was the second Spider Man with the what's his name in it? That they had like this jokey tone of all like the people, all the kids coming back, and they just called it the blip and it was like, Oh, now the seniors are now freshmen and well the the other stuff. Or the freshmen are now seniors and now they're older. And I'm like that's like devastating yes (laughs) like that's like dying and then coming back that is a terrifying thing like how about like talk about that or like really like one of the characters is like i was gone i wasn't there anymore like doctor strange kind of did that actually did it pretty well i liked the doctor strange movie which a lot of people unfortunately don't like but i like that it was like basically it took the protagonist of that and was like your life sucks. And like your girl that you had is married because you were gone for five years. Like, it's like, yeah, "Yeah, there we go. Like, and so my idea would be to create new characters out of that. Um, you can do one strong characters. Yeah. You can do one where like they're trying to like, basically they like kind of left their whole life. Kind of like how Hawkeye hot guy, um, became like a Batman type of character when it happened. And basically it's like this guy, And so I I didn't ever watch The Hawkeye Show. I forgot that's a show that 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 exists. I
1: know. (laughs) Maybe they do do that. It's because when we're choosing movies, I'm like, nope.
0: (laughs) Basically, like heroes that emerged from the devastation of the snap happening. Right. And maybe we're inspired to be like, this cannot happen again, or I have to get my life back somehow. And just maybe even villains like that. And I. I know they are doing that. I just don't. They're I trying.
1: Don't know. They're not really, though. They're it just still so feels busy
0: because, like again, they have a checkbox to get to the next one and, and build up the other stuff.
1: They've also put so many, quote unquote, Easter eggs at the end of movies the that are building are up that are building up for things that they haven't even fully planned. Yeah. So stop doing that. And the shows are long. Just <laughs> let it just let it end. It's too many shows. Wrap the story up. Yeah. Be done with the story. Quit. Quit dragging yeah. it on.
0: Yeah. Or make a Thor movie where he doesn't fight anybody; he just fights depression and <laughs> being by himself.
1: <laughs> I Love and <laughs> Thunder has
0: moments that I was like, "This is okay," And but then it, it has did other a moments bit where I feel like,
1: like it was like, "Okay, now do this." But that part okay, was now so sweet
0: this. when Natalie Portman yeah. was in the hospital he's like, "Because I love you." Like, yeah. that, that's the kind of stuff where it's like you got to like ground them again because they're moments. not grounded right now for no. me at least because I don't know who I'm rooting for and they. They're kind of moving there. So that's another thing, too, is like the current state is a bad representation because there's not a lot of movies out. I haven't seen the Marvel. All of
1: the all of the event or almost all the Avengers have either dropped out of making movies. They've quit or they've been killed off.
0: Yeah. All so of now the I main just don't ones. Know who I'm following.
1: So there's no there's Spider-Man. not a leader. There's not. Yeah.
0: And so that's a tough thing. But actually, I don't know. Now that I talk about that, it's like maybe this is interesting because now I don't know where they're going. Right. Um. But one thing that I would change for the future, I, the tone of the fighting, make it grounded, make it understandable, um, give life value in the universe. Again, I think that you can do that by steering into the devastation of the Thanos snap. Um, and
1: maybe also just exploring your characters a little better.
0: Yeah. But here's like what I would do. I would take I would get three directors, three primary directors, let's say for argument's sake, Greta Gerwig Uh, Christopher Nolan, and uh, Edgar Wright. Okay. Three distinct styles, okay? And I would say, all right, Christopher Nolan, you're in charge of the Captain America series. You're in charge of the, I don't know what else they have right now. The the Captain Marvel series, and all the captains are yours, okay? And then Edgar Wright, you're in charge of Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, that's your thing. And then you take Greta Gerwig, and you're like, all right, you're X-Men, you're this movie, and this other one, okay? And you parcel it out, and you make one creative mind behind these three arcs, or these three so or these rather three universes. Because I feel like tonally they're all different. But I, I think you make them different, right? Like Spider-Man should be more whimsical than a Captain America movie, yeah. right? Or the X-Men should be more fantasy than they're all fantasy. They are <laughs> Bad <all example>. fantasy. <laughs> But I think like if you have like distinct styles and even like with an Edgar Wright like the ways you use your camera make it different make it fun and like give it purpose. I just feel like that'd be so much more interesting to be like It'd be so cool to get invested into that style and then you go like, oh, this one feels so much different than the other one because these th- this group's in charge of this one, you know? And I, don't I think know.
1: that's where it started because I definitely feel that it had certain feels for the Thor movies versus the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and that was good. Yeah, Guardian, that was a good that's thing. why
0: Guardians stood out, right? Yes. Because it didn't feel like the others. Yeah, and, and, and the
1: X-Men movies had their own feel and that was good. Those are
0: literally different studios. Yeah, And that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what you want it to be
0: yeah i that's that would be what i would think yeah i don't know that's i don't know how to solve that. that's just problems. a basic idea <laughs> so we're yep. not we're not experts here but nope. we are experts. Nope.
1: but that's our idea <laughs>
0: Yeah. so take <laughs> it or leave it star wars let's do it all right um what are your problems with star wars currently
1: i was not even interested in watching after watching boba fett i think I wasn't even interested in watching the other shows that came out, but before that, I w- like Mandalorian, I think was our first show.
0: I that was the first one, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that one was super exciting because it was like, hey, new Star Wars content. Um, that's a show. Yeah, that really the first explores. First Disney Plus th- show. Yeah, longer ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the
0: first two seasons are great. They are great. Yeah.
1: But after watching Boba Fett, it just kind of went downhill for me, and I just wasn't even interested in watching the other series. Um, and a long
0: Andor.
1: I know, <laughs> but that's that's part of the great, right? We're talking about problems.
0: Yes, keep going. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I think that they're facing a few things. Uh, kind of like what you're talking about. There's not there. I have no confidence in any direction they're going. It's not that I. It doesn't have direction right now because right the main line sequel trilogies over um but everything that gets announced like the most recent ones that were announced where it was like they're making a a new ray movie they're making a like a prequel to the prequel kind of thing so it's like an old republic movie and taika watiti's making a movie ryan johnson was announced about a trilogy a long time ago i don't think any of those are going to happen because rogue squadron which was like the like the air force or the space force type of movie that was going to be directed by the Wonder Woman director, is gone. Like it's not there. Oh, it just didn't happen. It was supposed to come out twenty twenty three.
1: I think. I think part. I think part of this that is a problem amongst all of these movies is that um, the Disney CEO, I think, actually came out and said like, we're not focusing on the movie industry right now. We're focusing on our parks.
0: That's probably because they only make money there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they sell their movie stuff. What? No. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell their movie stuff. Colin's make some bold saying. predictions um, here. But yeah, like uh, they're disliked online. So I think like their reputation and th- here's the thing though, is like And they
1: really care what they what the online thinks about them.
0: Yeah, and here's the solution for that. Just Don't wait a few years. Because pre- the prequels are now viewed online as like these hidden gems in these brilliant movies. <laughs> and clear. those were like the most hated things ever growing up. Like, I liked them. I they enjoyed them. It's like, they're Star Wars movies, right? Yes. But, like, now people legit talk about them. Like, this is good storytelling. Like, I, I, I've seen so many videos like that. And I'm like, you are out of your flipping mind if you think that these movies <laughs> are written well and consistent with the original trilogy. I like the prequels. Again, I'm not trying to say that they're bad. They're not written well, given the context of the original <laughs> movies. All right? They don't make any sense. No. I can't want a redemption arc for freaking Darth Vader if he murdered children. <laughs> okay? That's bad writing. I'm sorry. Murdered children. Shouldn't done, it he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. They're still fun. <laughs> so that's my solution for if Disney's so worried about like what Twitter or people on YouTube or whatever <laughs> say about it, give them a few years. <laughs> they'll grow out of it. And then the kids who grew up with the sequels are going to be like, these are masterpieces. Yes. <laughs> anyway.
1: Stop worrying about <laughs> it and trying to put in other things and fixing everything and just
0: let it be and if tell your stories. Can heal and the prequels, they'll heal the sequels. Let,
1: let the creativity go. I do, I do love the. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know.
0: No. Yeah. But uh, here's here's the real solution. Do whatever they did for Andor. Yes. Andor feels like a show that is a passion project that maybe not even like a Star Wars passion project, a passion for storytelling. Yes. That show slaps so hard. <laughs> um. It, I. Go on.
1: It was instead of taking and writing a backstory for something we don't need a backstory for, it took the universe and created a story within this universe that was like had hints of being related, but didn't need to be all about that. Because there's only so much backstory you can give for something. And also, there's only so much backstory you can give without actually researching, which feels like they did Mm -hmm. not actually research anything for some of these other Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. I feel like they like... Like a bantha. They (laughs) just kind of... (laughs) Like a bantha. They just kind of like... Let's make this a movie, and we're just going to make this up, and we're not really going to research. I mean, I'm sure that they did. I'm sure I'm not giving credit because I like have no th- idea what goes into this.
0: The new one. What's the new one? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka is like a 6 out of 10 for me. Yeah. It's not bad.
1: I don't even watch it. It doesn't I, say I anything. I mean, I sat there, yeah. The
0: end of the show is just the bad guy and the good guys switched places, <laughs> and the good guys don't seem bummed about it at all. Yeah. And one so of the good guys happens. is, like, the reason this awful, like, Hitler-type bad guy is back in the universe. And there's no consequences to it. <laughs> it's a super selfish thing for her to do that. Yes. To save their friend who's, like, just hanging out over there. Don't one think. person. It's so like they don't have any idea of, like, the the stakes. The stakes they don't take seriously in the show. And in its defense, it's a lighthearted like kids not comic book but you know like it's a story right it's a serial story yeah yeah. but that's what makes andor i think stand out whereas like the entire show is based on cassie and andor killing cops and then doing this awful thing and then then the empire gets involved because there's this killing thing and then he yeah so he starts it's just it's so clever it's so much more clever than like a Star Wars Saturday cartoon would be. Yes. Where it's like, this guy's a bad guy. He he shouldn't have done this. And then he gets and then then he gets the federal agents involved. And then that makes everyone crack down. He goes to prison for just being in Miami at at the wrong time. Yes. But then
1: at that prison, they're making all the weapons. So like those are the little hints that are like, yeah, it's not a backstory that we were even asking for or needing, but like, that's cool. And yes, and that makes sense that they had either. all these. No, it's not like here.
0: It's like, here's the real characters. Here's the real issue. Here's how muddy and awful a rebellion actually is. This is what yes. it really looks like. And it's so, and you, like, I like that you brought up, It it's a 12 episode show, I think. And it arcs like three or four times. And it just keeps you so invested in like the story. Like, You're just building upon this character of Cassian Andor who was pretty cool in Rogue One, pretty cool, but now I think is, like, awesome. Yeah. Because he's so grounded as this guy who stays away from things because in that universe, who wouldn't want to stay away from things? It's an awful universe, but then slowly starts to see, like, oh, like, my actions impact other people. Oh, this other stuff is impacting people. I need to be more than just a bystander in this awful universe. If it's ever going to change, it yeah. is such a cool story, and it's so well thought out. All the characters play such like an amazing role in it. I, I truly like. I think it's the best Disney Star Wars produced thing, period. Oh, and that's my I know. Goodness. Last Jedi still holds a beautiful special place in my heart and i love that movie and i unfortunately do think that's part of the problem with where disney's at right now because of online backlash but yes um but andor is phenomenal and i agree they just keep doing that they yep have a creative visionary whomever it may be let them do their thing in the sandbox that is the star wars universe
1: because there's plenty of people who I I don't know what it's called on the fan fiction or whatever that do things online that they make all these stories and stuff. People love the star Wars universe. So there's plenty of these stories out there.
0: Oh my goodness. Go retell one of them. Yes. Yeah. Do Kirsten's book. Yes. That'd be awesome. It just, yeah. uh, And so, and that's, but that is also another thing with where it currently is. is It's very obsessed with like the past. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we have to kind of be around that. And I understand again, the logic behind that because that's what familiar star Wars is. But I do think they have to take a big swing and be like, this is a completely unrelated story. Jump. Unrelated to everything. This yeah. is about the origin of light speed. Okay. Yeah. And the guy who invented or the girl who invented light speed. Yeah. Right. And what that did for this economic world, this galaxy. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just think that or might be interesting.
1: Th- or the start of whatever planet that was that they were Chlorisant. on. Coruscant. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Who cares?
0: But yeah, but do that. Yeah. It's a great universe.
1: Yeah. It is great, and it has a lot of really amazing things, so do some other things with it. Um, And actually, and I think that's a solution to every single one of these. Take your time developing a well-written story. Yeah. Write the characters really well. Let us get to know them.
0: Yeah. It might be a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing, right?
1: Or not enough. I don't know. That the only one in the kitchen is the producer who doesn't actually know how to make food
0: yeah there we go but I do think that's the hard part what you're dealing with is you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar company that has an expectation of what they need to make and what they need to produce and profits and whatnot and it's a lot and so I think the way moving forward is to trust in the creative process give the reins over to the creatives entirely and then just trust trust it's gonna work yeah it It takes a little bit yeah yeah, a, a you'll it'll be still
1: fine. you'll still have your say. Like you're giving, like you're you know you have, you have, a certain amount of power over those things still. Totally. Right? You still have your say, but just back off enough to let these people be creative, and actually, tell good stories.
0: Take a swing, baby.
1: Yep, we you want it.
0: Miss a hundred percent of the s- shots you don't take, <sighs> and right now we're holding the ball.
1: Are we? There's a lot. Not of, we. There. There's a lot of cliche phrases happening at the very end of this.
0: Yeah. I don't know how else to end it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you fix this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my problems with it. Okay. <laughs> Andor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they really loved Andor a lot.
0: Yeah, what we could do is yeah, we could pretend that there is a giant meteor shower right now. Wow, this is oh. awesome. Visually it's beautiful <laughs> and metaphorically it's great. Yes. Anyway, that's our podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks
1: for tuning in. Bye. See ya.